welcome to the Eureka Street Crypto Podcast. Good morning, everybody. I'm Eureka John. You're at Eureka Street Crypto Podcast, broadcasting from Leander, Texas. It is 7.26 in the morning, July 13th, 2022. And uh, yeah, this is my morning video blog, uh, my brain dump, my sandbox to play with audio visual stuff and my message in a bottle to be able to reach out to other people in the Web3 and crypto space and to anybody that just wants to know about crypto or is just uh, saying, hey, what's John doing? (laughs) Let's look at his crazy blog that he does. Um, So yeah. Hi, (laughs) this is me. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Anyway, um, so um i'm all sweaty i just went for a run i usually run after this but uh the hotter it gets the earlier i like to run um it's been getting like 107 109 110 degrees here in austin texas so uh yeah it's good to get out as early as you can before the heat starts um you know i mean it's not it happens every year (laughs) it gets super hot i mean People from California and New York and stuff like that are moving to Austin, Texas. And they're like, oh, my God, the heat here. I can't believe it. How do you guys tolerate this? Well, we just we just deal with it in the same way that people in Wisconsin and Minnesota deal with that little uh, pocket of cold that dips down from Canada every year. And you see it on the Weather Channel, just that purple that's up there. Um, and that happens right around January um, up there. Uh, well, the same thing happens here in July and August. It's just with heat. So it's the opposite. People up there stay indoors during that time. People down here generally stay indoors during that time. But I still try to get out and get some vitamin D because, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have sick kids. You know, I don't have a sick family because we get plenty of vitamin D. We take our vitamins, we eat well, and we try to get to sleep at a decent hour. So we have good immune systems. I think that is definitely the key to survival in this current day and age right now. Uh, Anyway, um, let's go on to the crypto market here. Let's take a quick look at CoinGecko. I don't talk about price, really. It's not my shtick. Um, I talk more about innovation, and that's why I'm in the crypto space. I really am in it for the tech. Uh, let's see here. But I, I do look at price uh, on a daily basis, once a day, just to kind of like get a general feel of the market, um, you know, seeing if it if I need to rearrange some of my assets to see like, you know, is this really a good time to do it? Uh, stuff like that, and just to kind of just get a general pulse on it, like much in the same way that uh, when I would have a newspaper subscription, sorry, I'm out of breath still from running. <laughs> um, I would open the the sports page in the back and I would find the stats on the baseball just to see how my Houston Astros were doing. You know, are they, you know, in, in the first place in their division or are they, they slacking? Are they on a losing streak? What's going on? Just a general idea without keeping up to date on all the minutes and the specifics. If you want to do that, there are cryptocurrency services that allow you to do that. And most of them are paid, but that's token metrics and Masari and stuff like that. And you can go into Glassnode and look at all the, all the specifics that you want. They have a graph for everything pretty much, you know, like how long wallets have kept you know, a, a certain token, you know, um, uh, are old wallets selling versus new wallets, you know, and <laughs> the, all those stuff um, can be key indicators if you're really into chart analysis. And there are some good technical analysis, TA people is what we call them. There are some good TA people. I'm not one of them. I don't aspire to be one of them. But there's for every one good TA person, there's a 100 terrible ones out there that are trying to blow smoke into your face and take your money. So careful, be careful out there. Crypto's full of scammers and grifters and uh, as with any innovation space. So, but yeah, I am in it for the tech. I believe this is the, the rebirth of the internet. 
And uh, I missed the first birth of the internet because I was just a, a teenager smoking weed and hanging out and skipping school. Um, so uh, now as an adult, a sober adult, <laughs> I get to participate and be a part of this rebirth of the internet and uh, you know this, this uh, you know, I guess, uh, paradigm shift that we're going through. So anyway, um, so Bitcoin's at $19,876.36. Um, Ethereum is down to $1,085.35. I, I don't... I do believe that they pushed the merge out to September. Um, I was pretty much expecting that, but uh, I haven't uh, checked on it myself. Um, so I don't know. I could be wrong about that. Um, let's see here. Polygon, the layer two solution, uh, finally down 1% in the past 24 hours, but it's up 10% over the past seven days. So it's one of the few projects that are doing very well right now. It's a layer two solution on Ethereum. Uh, for the, you know, there's a lot of jargon being thrown around in the crypto space, Web 3 versus Web 3.0, Layer 1s, Layer 2s, uh, zero knowledge proofs, sharding, not sharting, you know, as in pooping in your pants, but sharding as in you throw a crystal against the ground and there's a bunch of shards. Um, so, yeah. And then, um, you know, there's just, yeah, uh, there's tons of different there's so much jargon in the crypto space and it's really hard to learn it. And uh, like I've said before, it's kind of like learning a foreign language. You just kind of have to just listen, listen through it all and then learn the context in which a lot of these words are used. Eventually, somebody will be kind enough to define it for you know the people on the outside of the conversation listening in. And uh, that's kind of how over time I've gathered enough this knowledge just by exposing myself to these podcasts. I'll put them on in my headphones going on runs or doing whatever I do, driving down to work and back. Yeah, you know, I've just absorbed it. And that's really how you have to learn a foreign language too. I mean, you can study it in the university and books. I mean, I majored in Spanish, but I did not really learn Spanish until I spent a lot of time in Central America and Mexico. And uh, that's how I really learned Spanish. And, uh, you know, so yeah. Um, anyway, Back to the crypto. Um, I do want to look at the price of this one project. You know, every once in a while, like I said, I am in it for the tech. I've talked about a lot of <laughs> Island Boys. Hold on, I got to see this. There's an Island Boys. I was looking up the LBY token for Libonomy, but uh, I, I, I got to see this. Yeah, if you don't know what the Island Boys are, there's those cringeworthy um, kids, rapper kids with the dreads. I guess they have their own <laughs> their own tokens. So I don't know. I'm not going to waste my time. I, I don't know. I, I kind of want to see what it's worth. I mean, I'm just I'm just curious. I mean, that, that's the point of the show, you know. Just oh my god, it's, it's number. It's not even a ranked, but um, it's point zero 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 two four zero eight seven cents is what it's worth. So it's worth nothing. Um, I, I'm, I'm curious. I got to see this website. <laughs> see, this is why they're successful. They put out a video that was so cringeworthy. You're like, this got to be trolling. This, this can't be real. And, uh, and then all these celebrities discovered it and they started like, you know, reposting and retweeting and putting them on Instagram on their accounts. And somehow these, these like rapper kids, you know, with tattoos all over their face and the dreads and everything, they they got famous <laughs> with like the most terrible, terrible, terrible raps. And uh, there they are. Oh, my God. Island Boy Token official website. Wow. The real Island Boy. Shout out to the Island Boys Token Project. Come chill with us. You can buy their token uh, with PayPal, Visa, you know, Apple Pay, Visa, or MasterCard. Um, let's see what it was. So you can... 
I guess if you hold enough tokens, you can join different islands. So let's see here. Island one, you can create a token, set up Telegram, um, small Twitter influences 500 holders. I wonder what the utility for this is. <laughs> of course, it's on Binance Smart Chain. Of course, every crappy token is on Binance Smart Chain. I'm like, if you want to, if you really want to dabble in the shitcoin market, you just go to Binance Smart Chain. You will find a shitcoin for everything. Wow. So we are all island boys and girls, but we were not actual island boys, nor are we affiliated. Okay, so they're not those affiliated with those two island boys. They're just using their likeness. Interesting. Uh, so, but they have their video on. There's got to be some shout out to the real island boys to the island boys token. Okay, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I got to listen to this. <laughs> I don't mean to expose you to this, but I mean, it's just the cringe factor. Okay, okay. So enough excuses. Enough Cause I'm an island boy, cause the island boy's tokens going to blow up. Hey, I'm an island boy, but I keep it like the island boy tokens. Yeah, you already know. They're also doing a giveaway. It's like, oh, cruise for two. I'ma let them know, yeah. It's a demo star, yeah, yeah. And it's all damn love. Mm. It's I'm an island Okay, that's enough of that that I can handle. But man, you know, who am I to criticize them? You know, they're, they're laughing all the way to the bank. And here I am. I don't even have a thousand subscribers yet. I have 991 subscribers on my YouTube channel. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> joke's on me, man. Um, anyway, whatever, whatever. All right. So I want to go back to what I was originally doing. Um, I was on CoinGecko and I was looking up this new, this new token project that I discovered. LBY. Libonomy, uh, as if we need another layer one blockchain. Yeah, but apparently we do, uh, <laughs> according to these guys. The token's valued at 0.016 cents, down 8%. Um, this morning it was up by 0.4%. So I don't know what happened since I went on a run, but uh, yeah. But yeah, Libonomy, I don't think that is necessarily the best marketing decision for the name of that token. It just in the English language sounds a little too much like lobotomy <laughs> and like then people saying like you got to have a lobotomy to buy into the project um yes sorry guys but I mean your, your your concept everything that you're doing sounds great it's just the the choice of name for the project just doesn't yeah uh, sorry I bookmark just about everything that I that I find in Twitter and uh, I'm like, oh, and this one, I happened to have been at a stoplight and I was looking down, looking at my Twitter and just kind of scrolling through. And uh, I found this and generally everything with artificial intelligence, I, I, you know, I follow the AI tag and artificial intelligence hashtags because I'm interested in it. I'm interested in where artificial intelligence going is going. I feel like we're at this crux right now, like this, this singularity point between 5G Internet of Things, artificial intelligence, and blockchain. And all the four of these things are combining to create like this, this black hole that we're entering in that we'll never be able to return from, this paradigm shift in human knowledge, and then stepping into the the artificial intelligence space and we're giving birth to this new artificial intelligence life form. Maybe this is the beast. You know, maybe this is the second coming of Christ. I don't know to save us all. But uh, whatever it is, it is something that is going beyond humanity's control. For instance, artificial intelligence has been tested in chess. Chess has been played for a couple thousand years at least. And um, 
You know, we thought that we had mastered chess and the world chess players and everything, but they created this artificial intelligence chess engine that um, searched all types of strategies and created its own strategies, which humans were not even capable of coming from and uh, thinking of and um, beating by far margins our world's best chess players because they came up with new ways to do things and new ways of thinking that we can never even think. So we are going to this place that is going beyond our thinking. And so we're giving AI this data and mountains and mountains of data are coming from our internet of things and being channeled and funneled in through 5G and uh, more than our current data um, centralized databases can process. So we have to use blockchain and distributed databases, distributed technology in order to be able to to process all this data. And then we have to use AI in order to make sense of all that mass amounts of data that our centralized data structures are not able to do. And so what do you have? You have this point where humans just have to trust what AI is saying. We're getting these results back that we can't cross-reference and verify except through AI, you know? And so we're, we're kind of stuck trusting these AI the answer is by AI. So uh, here it is. So anyway, here we have we have our, our standard layer one consensus mechanisms right now. We had started with proof of work, and then we went to proof of stake in 2012. The first proof of stake cryptocurrency was Peercoin. Uh, I did not know that until today. And then uh, we've gone on to some delegated proof of stake ones. We even have stuff like e-meter a G a e meter or something that uses both a, a hybrid of proof of work and proof of stake. Uh, we have the Byzantine fault tolerances and things like that. Um, all this is on layer one consensus networks and different ways to do layer ones. We have uh, things like relay networks and shared security consensus mechanisms, you know, using one main blockchain, then other blockchains being built as uh, these parachains like in Polkadot using the central relay chain as its as its security mechanism. And they're all trying to solve the, the, the trilemma between decentralization, security and scalability. And that is the problem. There's these three things on the triangle, decentralization, scalability and security. And you can't increase one without decreasing the other two. And um, that's this thing that they're trying to solve in layer one blockchains and nobody's been able to do it perfectly yet. You know, the most decentralized blockchain is Bitcoin. Um, and it seems to me that you just can't get around the idea that you have to do work to get something and 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 make it completely fair to everybody. You know, work, work, works, you know. I hate to use the slogan work makes free because that was what it was engraved on the gates of the Auschwitz concentration camp. But there is a lot of truth to that. Work will set you free and true value has some sense of work tied to it. So that is the problem that I have with proof of stake blockchains, even though they are more efficient with energy um, they can be pretty secure, but there's always this idea that the, the stakeholders can monopolize um, proof of stake blockchains, and that you have that there's some sense of privilege that can be um, applied to proof of stake blockchains that you can't really apply to proof of work blockchains uh, because you have to do the work in order to get the money in proof of work blockchains. Anyway, so Libonomy, um, they're attempting to solve that trilemma through artificial intelligence. So. 
what? <laughs> so let, let's go over here to Libonomy's um, web, uh, Twitter page. Libonomy is a new universal hybrid blockchain built on a new type of architecture with AI-governed consensus engine. Interesting. So AI, Libonomy is an all-around improved AI-driven general-purpose blockchain. It's fast, energy-efficient, and low-cost. Uh, it connects other blockchains together and serves as a universal solution to create any private, public, or hybrid blockchain project. So it's an interoperable um, layer one blockchain. And not only is it trying to solve the the the, 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 the trilemma, you know, decentralization, scalability, and security, but it's also adding interoperability and privacy in there too. So how, how, how does it use AI to do this? They're using AI to take nodes and uh, people that are signing up as nodes to classify what type of node they're going to be. And they've divided them out into four different types of nodes and let my uh, system, my computer catch up. In the meantime, I'll take a sip of my kombucha tea. I have this cayenne cleanse. I'm not sponsored by these guys, but uh, this, this is good. This cayenne cleanse kombucha, put some hair on your chest. I don't think I need any more hair on my chest. I think I'm good. Um, so, all right, let's see here. Uh, so one-click smart contracts too. So it is smart contract compatible. And I did start to create one and it does look very easy. You just click through the process and right now all they have is to be able to create your own ERC-20 token. Um, but okay, so what is Libonomy? Let's go to, I will get started while it's loading. Libonomy is a layer one blockchain. Um, it doesn't seem to be proof of work or proof of stake, but it can use proof of work or proof of stake. And it uses the Aphelion AI consensus mechanism. Libonomy is an all around improved AI driven general purpose blockchain. It's fast. It connects other blockchains together and serves as a, as a universal solution to create any pi private, public, or hybrid blockchain project. Libonomy simplifies the user experience with easy-to-use tools for people without prior blockchain knowledge and provides a variety of services for developers to realize their maximum potential. Fits any blockchain project, high transaction speed, cross-chain communication, advanced security system, constant network improvements, dynamic forkless upgrades. Wow, that's a lot of great market speak. Um, anyway, it was started in 2018 by these three Swedish people, entrepreneurs, um, entrepreneurs, yeah, business people, um, as an answer to the growing scalability, decentralization, and security problems in the blockchain industry. Richard Havern... Haverinen, sorry, Swedish people, I can't pronounce the name, Frederick Johansson and Therese Johansson. All right, um, so Libonomy Company and its multi-chain blockchain community have been steadily growing since. Right now, Libonomy is a multi-country blockchain software development company with offices in the UK, Spain, Latvia, and Pakistan. Um, so anyway, it uses uh, Aphelion for their consensus mechanism. And uh, it's a blockchain consensus engine with a highly improved performance. It's built with decentralization, transparency, and blockchain utility in mind. It's a com combination of the latest artificial intelligence breakthroughs and the knowledge and experience of past blockchain projects like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cosmos, and others. It offers a faster, cheaper, more secure, more reliable way of reaching consensus and, and, and consensus and exchanging information. It's the core element. The core is the core element of the Libonomy blockchain and could establish a new foundation for the blockchains in the future. Okay, so. Aphelion can be applied on top of any layer one blockchain. So Aphelion is a consensus layer. And so, you know, I know Ryan and David and Bankless have been talking about monolithic versus modular blockchains. Libonomy seems to kind of be a modular blockchain in which Aphelion is the consensus 
module on that blockchain. Um, so Aphelion is involved in many different tasks in the system. The first task takes place right when new, join, new nodes join the network. AI, so the AI evaluates nodes' prior contribution as well as the technical characteristics that typically include computing power, disk space, and network speed. This information is combined to understand the nature of the node. So it, it has this little AI agent, you know, think of the matrix, that little thing with the tentacles and the red eyeball that's kind of looking up the node up and down, being like, hmm, what are you good here? What are you here for? Uh, this information is combined to understand the nature of the nodes that help to, the engine to classify them into different node pools. Node pools are used to improve the system's efficiency by dividing the workload among them. After each data set, Aphelion consensus records records the performance and learns. Thus, in, in the future, it will be able to make better predictions how to split the workload and further increase the efficiency of the system. So, um, yeah, so Libonomy solves major problems. Decentralized technology proposes great benefits, but because of its complexity, it has to overcome many challenges. For legacy blockchains, due to the limits of their architecture, some of these challenges are very hard to overcome, even impossible. The short-term solution has been to compromise some blockchain traits in order to optimize others. That's the trilemma I was talking about between decentralization, security, and scalability. So you have to compromise one to optimize the others. And Solana has definitely compromised security for speed, right? <laughs> for scalability. Um, so... You know, blockchain has definitely compromised scalability for decentralization. You know, so you know, yeah. Um, for 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 specific projects, this can be a solution, but it's definitely not a solution for all. This creates hundreds of different blockchain architectures and no blockchain standards. So we have all these layer ones and then layer two blockchains. You know, all over the ecosystem, we don't know which one to use, and you know, different applications use different type of blockchains, and you got to be pretty much a professional to try to diagnose and triage which type of blockchain you need for your project or company. So by learning from the earlier technologies and take, taking the best principles of them, Libonomy has reinvented a new type of blockchain architecture. I've heard this before. <laughs> Scalability, decentralization, and security. See, so they're all coming up with some kind of new blockchain technology to reinvent you know, the blockchain architecture. Uh, yeah, man, I, every new blockchain layer one that I talk about, they're all saying that they've reinvented a new type of blockchain infrastructure. So why is this different? I guess because it's using Aphelion, a, a, um, a, a the AI engine. Okay, so we'll see. Libonomy is an all-around improved system that doesn't compromise any of the core blockchain principles, but instead improves them and combines them all in a single universal blockchain. So... Uh, we don't really need to talk about the the, uh, the trilemma right now. I've talked about that quite a bit. But uh, let's see here. Uh, let's go over here to the white paper. Yeah, we're going to get down to the white paper. Yeah, boy, I tell you what, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. Here it is. So the current systems have given the world an ability to achieve more than just making a crypto transaction on a blockchain. That's what Bitcoin was made to do. Yeah, to solve the double spending problem and create a digital cash, peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash. Although each system provides its unique features, they face issues in many aspects of the real-world scenario. In parts of the, in this part of the paper, we will highlight the most critical failures of the current systems. That's scalability, um, self-governing, um, interoperability, and fairness. Okay, so uh, yeah, blockchain became popular because one of its crucial features is a decentralized system. Users from around the globe are connected to various blockchains, giving them a right to equal representation. It is a matter of great responsibility that the current system proposes fair and allowing regular computers to participate in the network to reach decentralization. So yeah, it is important that um, 
the blockchain, being able to participate in the blockchain is is democratized and absolutely fair for everybody to be able to join. Um, it's becoming nearly impossible to to mine Bitcoin unless you own you know a, a warehouse full of ASICs. You know, um, it's really hard to also getting harder and harder to participate in the Ethereum ecosystem as well for a lot of the same reason. Um, you know, you have to run 32 ETH in order to be able to stake your Ethereum, even though that there are staking pools such as Lido and Rocket Pool. But, you know, Lido and Rocket Pool and especially Lido are coming to dominate the entire market. So and they have they're pretty centralized. So, yeah. Um, so anyway, it goes through the different cons- consensus mechanisms. So in recent times, an immense amount of research has been conducted and distributed data recording peer-to-peer transmission, consensus mechanisms, encryption algorithms, and other computer technologies. And so um, proof of work is a cryptographic puzzle presented by CD Work and MNOR. The foundation for it was set to prevent spams and curb the denial of service attacks. And Satoshi Satoshi Nakamoto was the first to adopt this in the Bitcoin system. And then along came proof of stake. And this is where I learned that PeerCoin was the first time used proof of stake in 2022. Uh, 2012, I'm sorry. Uh, it means proof of ownership of cryptocurrency. And it does not have mining, so it doesn't utilize the computing power, like the criticism of Bitcoin. But it, it solves the energy problem the current blockchain systems, such as Bitcoin and proof-of-work mining Ethereum, um, Ethereum 1.0. Uh, so the nodes possess a certain amount of stake that is the currency in a blockchain. Yeah, so the higher the stake of the party, the more likely it is to release a new block and become the leader. A reward is also issued in the proof-of-stake protocol, just like it is issued in proof-of-work. Proof-of-stake is a more cost-effective method and saves energy. However, there is a problem of monopoly in proof-of-stake, which is unfair for many participants. So yeah, fairness is really important. So they've tried to solve this thing through like delegated proof-of-stake, and then they're talking to hear about practical Byzantine fault tolerance. Um, then it goes into Libonomy, and then they go into side chains as well, which kind of brings in Cosmos and Polkadot and stuff like that as some kind of way to try to alleviate these problems. And then they finally get to the point and get to Aphelion. In this section, we cover the components of the Libonomy blockchain, Aphelion consensus protocol, the architecture of the blockchain, and all the protocol specifications of Libonomy. Aphelion consensus protocol is based on artificial intelligence and utilizes multiple machine learning algorithms to fairly distribute the resources among the network to reach the network and application level consensus in the protocol. The current blockchains lack a fair distribution of the nodes in the network and there is always a bottleneck in terms of performance. So yeah, right now we have a, a Bitcoin has the most nodes, like fourteen thousand something nodes, and Ethereum is way far below Bitcoin. Um, you know, somewhere maybe around four to six thousand nodes. I think I don't remember. Uh, but uh, and then below Ethereum, it, it drops another huge space, and then all the other layer one blockchains as far as the amount of nodes that they have running. So yeah, there's a lot of centralization in, in the layer ones. In Aphelion, we have proposed a new mechanism, consensus mechanism, for the blockchain, which comprises different pools and accommodates high-performance and low-performance systems. So the problem with Solana is it takes a lot of technical knowledge to run a node. And so it's a really high entry point, a high entry way, you know, and uh, even other blockchains like Theta, in order to become a validator node, you have to, you know, basically be like a top world corporation. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, there's a lot of high entry. Bitcoin has a pretty low entry to, to, to run a node. So that's why there are a lot of nodes run. 
Um, so yeah, that that's that's good there. But then you know it has the whole issue of yes, it's decentralized, decentralized, but it's slow as molasses. And um, yeah, <laughs> so and it and it has this proof of work criticism. Although I don't agree that it uses you know more energy than the world can handle and all this stuff like they're all that fud they're trying to spread. I, I disagree with that, and I'll go into another episode as why I've touched on it in a lot of episodes. But yeah. Um, anyway, Aphelion's consensus mechanism is initially being applied at two major parts in the blockchain at the time of pool assignment and in power pool, validator mining pool to facilitate fair and optimal assignment of the nodes in the network classification agents are performed to classify the nodes adjoining the network and assign them the respective pool based on their power index. The classification agent is primarily based on artificial neural network, ANN, which is trained based on the idea, based on the data extracted from the nodes present, present in the network. It helps to predict and classify the nodes in the network. Artificial intelligence has proved to be a breakthrough in the industry, but the blockchain industry still lacks systems which are purely based on AI. Uh, the major difficulty in utilizing AI in decentralized networks is that artificial agents need to be decentralized as well, which is why current systems aren't able to achieve that breakthrough. However, Aphelion will fill that gap with the introduction of the consensus engine based on AI that is completely decentralized, thereby proving to be the first of its kind, not only in the blockchain industry, but in the whole software software industry as well. Interesting. Okay, so let's go over here to the Aphelion website now, while we're at it. But I'm just trying to give you a general idea and just to touch on some of this stuff so you can go examine it for yourself. Just even kind of just let you know that it exists. And sorry, I kind of got wasted a few minutes on the, the island boys. <laughs> but, um, so the Aphelion consensus algorithm. Um, Aphelion is AI governed block blockchain consensus engine. It's responsible for running many tasks while governing the blockchain, starting from simple ones like extracting features and categorizing nodes that join the network and ending with detecting security attacks and adjusting networks parameters through time to guarantee the best performance and efficiency at all times. So what it does is when a new node joins the network, the AI agent will go, like I said, that little red eyeball with the tentacles coming out and in the matrix, it would go check out this node and say, hey, what are you What are you here for? What are you good at? What do you do? What did you do in the past? You know, they kind of run like this credit check <laughs> on the nodes uh, and, and it learns as from the different types and then it assigns them different tasks. So um, they, they can, you know, become a power node, an exploit finding node, an auditing node, or a maintenance node. And it gives them these different tasks, and each of these different different tasks are you know, have rewards attributed to them. And whatever type of node and computer and software and you know the runtime, how often this node is on, it's given different assignments. So um, Aphelion, a concept in blockchain technology that emerged in 2020, is an AI-governed autonomous blockchain consensus engine. With the inclusion of AI in the consensus engine, it enables blockchain to be performant with respect to scalability, decentralization, and security. So it can assign each node um, according to its talents, I guess, for lack of better words, to whatever part of the trilemma it needs to address. Is this node better at security? Well, it's going to go become a part of the security pool, right? 
Um, so, yeah, so Aphelion is involved in many tasks at first, first of which occurs right when nodes join the network. The AI evaluates the node's prior con contribution as well as technical characteristics that typically include computing, disk space, and network speed. This information is combined to understand the nature of the nodes that helps to the, the engine to classify them into different node pools. Node pools are used to, to improve the system's efficiency by dividing the workload among them. After each data set, Aphelion consensus records the performance and learns. Thus, in the future, it's able to make better predictions on how to split the workload and further increase the efficiency of the system. So if the AI determines that the system is getting pretty decentralized, but the scalability of it sucks, it will start assigning nodes to the scalability part of it. Um, so yeah. Uh, so here we have the, the, a little graph. Uh, what other benefits using Aphelion? Artificial intelligence uh, evaluates it. Then we have these blockchain implementation issues, and here's how the AI solves it. Uh, sustainability, uh, it can optimize energy consumption. Scalability, it can perform collaborative learning without a centralized data set. Security, it can detect blockchain applications layer intrusion issues. Privacy, it can improve the performance of hash function. Efficiency, it can predict the likelihood of a node to fulfill certain mining tasks. Uh, hardware, it can enhance the, the design and mining hardware for overall elevated performance. Talent shortage, it can form multi-agent system for generating virtual distributed ledger agent. And data gatekeeper, it can help with the intelligently open data. And then it has the ellipses, dot, 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 a lot of other things. Anyway, current blockchains lack a fair distribution of nodes in the network. Right, like I talked about, you know, uh, Bitcoin has the most nodes, but then it's also the slowest blockchain. It's most decentralized, but it's also the slowest. Uh, so, um, but it's the most secure as well. There's also a block bottleneck in terms of performance. Um, with multiple pools, Aphelion presents a new mechanism for the blockchain. It, accom it accommodates high-performance and low-performance systems. So the high-performance nodes don't overshadow and kind of push to the margins. It allows everybody to participate. So it accommodates high-performance and low-performance systems, thus not just improving the blockchain's scalability, but also the network's decentralization, as all nodes on the system, even mobile ones, um, have a fair chance at contributing and earning rewards. So you could even run a, a node on your mobile phone, I guess. Huh. It's also important to highlight that the other major difficulty in utilizing AI and decentralized networks is that artificial agents need to be decentralized as well. Earlier systems lacked this capability and therefore couldn't achieve full decentralization. Aphelion fills that gap successfully with the introduction of an AI-based consensus engine that's completely de decentralized. So here it is. We have the node. Um, its features are accepted um, into the system, and it's it, it goes to the classification AI agent, and the AI agent um, assigns the node to one of four pools, and it doesn't have to stay in one pool. They can switch it around as needed, but the power pool, um, then we have the exploit finding pool, the audit pool, and the maintenance pool. So to mitigate the issue of taking control of the network and throughput of the blockchain, a feature extraction agent is used to extract the system information that can be used to predict not only the performance of the system, but also its overall effect on the network in terms of scalability and security. So the AI agent works kind of like a talent scout. You know, it, 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 it scans the node to see what is good and what that system is good at, basically, uh, and it assigns it properly. Um, a feature extraction engine extracts nodes' features at the time of their initialization and communicates all the extracted data to the classification agents running on the network. 
The four major features that are required for the classification agent includes the node's computing power, bandwidth, contribution, and life of a node. And then for these features, the extraction algorithm, after extracting the data, tags the data with the node's key to remove any type of duplication and prepares the feature matrix. So, it, you know, node M you know, as X1, uh, power ratio, lifetime, contribution, X2, latency, connections, bandwidth, X3, assignment probability, removal probability. So think about this like, like some kind of... Uh, Magic the Gathering trading card and each character has all their characteristics assigned to it and they're quantified in some kind of metric, you know, and I guess that's kind of what they're doing. They're creating a little profile and a Magic the Gathering card for each node assigning characteristics, you know, and uh, yeah, attributes yeah, to, to each of these nodes and then funneling them in the correct way to where they will perform best in that consensus mechanism. So if Filion uses these features to classify each nodes to one of the four pools, the power pool, exploit mining pool, audit pool, maintenance pool. All right, so what else is important for feature extraction? Data set cleansing. Once the features are extracted and are received by the classification agent, the data set for the agent is prepared. The cleansing process includes data detecting and correcting corrupt or inaccurate records, which will be modified according to a specific use case. And there's normalization. After cleansing the data, it's normalized to avoid any inaccurate learning. Normalization is one of the most important steps before the data is given to any machine learning or AI algorithm. To normalize the data set, linear scaling, scaling formulas use i don't know what linear scaling formula is but okay uh, splitting data set data set is split into three portions 70 percent of the data will be used for training that um, trains the ai ai for to be able to learn better 15 percent will be used for testing and the remaining 15 percent will be used for for validation so the power pool one of the four pools is where all transactions and activities take place. This is the transaction mechanism right here. Uh, nodes here are differentiated into three different classes, lightning nodes, medium nodes, and lower nodes. So the inclusion of the pools and their subclasses, Aphelion protocol gives the blockchain an ability to accommodate any kind of node to join the network and participate in validating the transactions. So I'm assuming lightning nodes are like your day-to-day -day buy a cup of coffee type of transactions, and lower nodes would be for your big nation state agreement <laughs> transactions. I don't know, uh, but that's just, just a hunch. Um, so what is is exploit finding pool that's another pool so one of the, pool two with the four pools exploit finding pool serves as, as the security layer for the blockchain to save the blockchain from any kind of exploit that could disrupt the whole system nodes in the exploit finding pool work collectively to verify and index the blocks included by the power pool all right uh, so when any vulnerabilities are exposed the decision agent is reported and the necessary steps are taken to secure the system beforehand so I guess if a node has um, some good uh, security features, they will go into the exploit finding pool. All right, so what is the audit pool? Due to inclusion of multi-pool architecture in the decision agent, there's a possibility that invalid data can be provided to the agent. Okay, uh, to overcome this, an audit pool is included in the system. It serves as the audit layer for the blockchain. The audit pool overlooks the overall working of the pools in the network. To join the audit pool, the node must satisfy the threshold to be regarded as trustworthy and be a subject to stake in the pool. Interesting. Um, all right, so uh, then it goes into how the audit pool specifically works, and it talks about the gossip protocol. Um, all consensus mechanisms, I think, have the gossip protocols where they talk to each other. It's basically just neighbors, you know, gossiping to each other. You know, you know, did you hear that so and so slept with with uh, you know that Ricky slept with Laura? Oh my God! You know, and then it gets all around, and uh, you know. <laughs> 
you got to be careful how fast your gossip protocol is. <laughs> anyway, uh, what is the maintenance pool? Uh, according to the analysis and the computer's performance, it's concluded that a system consistently conducting complex operations can reduce its efficiency and lifespan. Okay, so the maintenance pool, this is the pool four of four, um, ensures steady performance to save nodes for long and high computation, reduce costs and ensure systems reliability, increase lifespan and ensure high throughput. If a node leaves or is removed from the network due to malicious activity, a node from the maintenance pool can be used as a replacement in order to keep the resources intact. So if there is any type of compromise, it doesn't destroy the system. They just go get a fresh new node from the maintenance pool and put it into action and uh, the, the, uh, the blockchain has immediately repaired itself. Anyway, uh, the protocol is being implemented in Libonomy blockchain, but can allow any blockchain solution to utilize a Phileon network channel. So yeah, you can put this consensus mechanism on top of any type of um, blockchain. And, and use this as its consensus mechanism. So interesting. And that was a, a gloss over of everything. And I know I've gone over time as well. Um, but, you know, every once in a while I talk about some new technology stuff. And I know I don't go in depth. And, you know, I'm probably missing tons of stuff and explained it poorly. But at least you know it exists. Now you have the words libonomy and aphelion in your vocabulary. I have the links here so you can go look at it for yourself. Um, it's another layer one blockchain, you know, one of all these layer one blockchains. And it's another one that's promising to revolutionize the way that we do consensus mechanisms. But go see for yourself. I think this one is actually worth a look. And um, yeah, uh, anyway, I will. Um, yeah, I guess I will talk to you guys. Um, who knows? Maybe maybe tomorrow. Yeah, but um, yeah, have fun with this one. Um, yeah. Uh, let me get the outro queued up. All right. Later, y'all. Thank you for making it to the end of this program. If you actually like this content, give a thumbs up. And if you want to hear more, just hit the subscribe button. I'm available on YouTube, Odyssey, and BitChute, and on all the major podcasting platforms in audio version. Spotify specifically. If you would like to follow and leave a review, that would help a lot. I am also available on Twitter at EurekaJohn1. That's E-U-R-E-K-A John, J-O-H-N, and the number one. My DMs are always open. Feel free to shoot me a message. Thanks again.